Hi, I'm Dave Barnes. And I'm John McLaughlin. And welcome to Dadville. Dadville is a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of awesome dadding. It's funny thoughts and deep talks. So please, enjoy your time here in Dadville and enjoy this episode with... Drew and Ellie Holcomb. Dadville is sponsored by BetterHelp. Dave. Yeah. You want to know one of the relationships I'm most proud of? I do. There was a guy in college. Okay. Right. He and I disagreed on pretty much everything, mm. right? Our personalities were different, and we barely had anything in common. Yet, he became a really important friend to me. Oh, wow. How'd you become good friends in spite of all that? Well, we just worked at it. We worked at our friendship. You know, we found common ground, and we discovered that a common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy right off the bat. Amen. You know, yep. it reminded me that therapy can be a great place to work through the challenges we face in all of our relationships. Yeah, I agree. I think therapy is a great way to focus on the positive and find our strengths. Mm-hmm. It's so helpful. It teaches coping skills, helps you set boundaries, empowers you to be the best version of yourself. You're totally right. And it isn't just for those who have experienced some huge trauma. You know, yeah. it can benefit anyone. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Visit betterhelp.com slash dadville today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash dadville. <sighs> How's everybody doing? We're good, I think. Collectively. Yeah, good. we're doing great. So nervous. Uh, oh, so I should nervous. tell everybody who y'all are. So it's Drew and Ellie. Holcomb here with us. Hey. Drew is coming in hot from Glasgow. From Glasgow. The, I learned uh, Glasgow. this week, and as a forty-five-year-old Glaswegians. Oh, the Glaswegians! I yeah. just learned. No. About I was that on word. a train full of. That's, That's what they're real? called. That's what they're. If you're they from are. Glasgow, Glaswegians. you're called Glad, Glaswegians. Glaswegians. They say it was a little different. Glaswegians. Glaswegians. I was on a train with like twenty of them, and there was ten in the morning. We were going from Manchester to Glasgow, and they were already drunk. Wow. I was just about to say, what's a Glaswegians like? Main characteristic. Oh, like uh, Glasgow is like seriously like blue collar alpha male vibes. Wow, it's Pittsburgh vibe. So how do you feel in that? I was going to say I feel like you you just slotted right. You're like these are my people. (laughs) I love all of you. You're like this is the easiest I've ever communicated with you. Feeling it in the train. I was like, can you guys just be a little (laughs) less loud? And they were hitting on every woman within the the whole train. That's not that's not me. No. That's so funny. <laughs> um, okay, so so we've been doing this fun thing where we have couples on, and we immediately thought of the two of y'all. Yeah. Um, wow. And one of they the things the one of the things that we love asking initially because it obviously matters is how what's the meet cute like how did you guys meet I don't I don't think I even know this Oh yeah I can tell it Yeah Um So I was we were Ellie was a freshman at UT I was a sophomore. And we had a lot of mutual friends because I met a bunch of, she went to CPA here in Nashville mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there were a bunch of CPA people my age, one in particular guy named Justin Carlson um, and his now wife, Betsy, who they were just yep. friends. Shout out to the Carlson's. Yep. So I knew of Ellie. I think she had heard of me as well. And we were at a pregame barbecue at a, at a house in the Fort, in Fort Sanders, which is like the area next to campus. And she was standing on the stairs and I was walking up the stairs and someone introduced us. I was like, oh, hey, Ellie, this is my friend, Drew. Drew's my friend Ellie, and I was like, hey, and first thing out of her mouth, she goes, hey, what'd you do today? 
And I was like, wow, what a, like. <laughs> That's a great start. That's yeah. a great start. What'd you, do? What'd you do today? And I had taken my first solo flight that day. Holy cow. I didn't know you started that Whoa. long ago. Yeah, I started my sophomore year of high school. Jeez Louise. Oh. So oh, I was high like, school? no, sorry, college. Sorry. Oh, okay. uh, sophomore year of college. So I was like, ooh, what a great opportunity. This is a perfect <laughs> yeah, day. Actually. How about this lead in? Well, as a matter of fact, I did I see am your Maverick. face light up when I asked you that question. I was like, oh, you like yeah, this? Yeah. So I was like, actually, I uh, flew an airplane by myself for the first time today. And so that. Obviously, that was cool. That's amazing. Yeah. That's maybe so, the best start of any. Well, just wait for it. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't get better from there. It's cra- it, leads, it leads to a crash and burn. But this we had a, a great conversation. a great conversation. Four or five months later. I didn't see her in that in the between time, and we were at Betsy's uh, apartment with a bunch of friends, a big dinner, all people my age, and we're in the kitchen in a circle. And Ellie comes to the party, and she walks in the middle. Of, she walks into the circle, and Betsy's introducing her to everyone in a row. Oh, and I'm no. the last one, so she introduces her. But she gets to me, and she goes, "Wait," Ellie says, "Wait, I've met you before. Aren't you like a pilot or something?" And I said, <clears throat> like this, "Well, I am. Uh, who told you that?" And she goes, "You did." And all of my friends, all of my friends were like, oh, you're using it as a pickup line. And I was like, well, oh she asked God. me what I did that day. So that's Isn't it crazy. Any, anyone who just flew a plane by themselves and then meets a girl at a it's party? It's allowed to talk gonna, about it. Of course. Yeah. That's the yeah, least. How? You don't even tell you. You don't even start with your name. You're just like, before I even tell you that, Maverick. I just flew it. Yeah. <laughs> You can call me Maverick, and here's why. <laughs> but isn't it crazy, like, why. if you think especially about those two interactions, like, you, if you could pause time and realize that so much is about to happen with these two people <laughs> that they are so unsuspecting of. Like, they're going to mm-hmm. they're gonna have kids and have a family and have yeah. this life together. <laughs> yeah, it started with, well, it's funny you asked. I was flying just flying. moments ago. Yeah. Just moments ago. I was in I'm the 19, air. and I'm so proud of myself. So with that, well, oh. But I'm like, you. Sh- that is Flying no, a plane that, is that, amazing. If, if there are you know, 10 things you could have said that everybody's like, yeah, it's okay. I mean, flying a plane by yourself would have been okay to be proud. Ellie, yeah. do you remember the moment where you like, oh, dang, this guy flew a plane? I, really? Oh, yeah. I remember. I just, yeah, that's not the answer that you get when you're a 19-year-old in college. Right. Yep. From anyone. Yeah, when yeah. you ask, what did you do today? Yeah. Actually, I flew a plane. What? Yeah. I remember being like, that's so cool. You're going to remember. You were like, oh, he's in a My grandfather airplanes. was a pilot, so it le- oh, immediately led really into cool. this yeah. conversation. Yeah. She had flown with him as a little yeah. kid. And- yeah, it so, was awesome. So so I guess, that were there sparks or no sparks? Uh, For me, I just thought they were like friendship sparks for sure. I was that like, means oh, this no. guy's so cool. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> there are no friendship <laughs> sparks. There those are no sparks. friendship sparks. What are those? <laughs> it's like electrical heat. <laughs> It's like really calm warmth. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. heating like, blanket. It's a radiator. Yeah, it's like a heating yeah. blanket. <laughs> That's exactly There's no right. sparks. No a water yeah. bottle. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like what, a warm or one of those. Co- yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like, mm, that. Hello. Hello. But also, I had, um, this is, this is, shows my contrarian nature. Ellie was also like the freshman that all the sophomore guys were like, yeah. Yeah. Have you met Ellie? Yeah. Holt? yeah. I mean, uh, Ellie Bannister. And so I was immediately like, I'm good. I don't yeah. need to be yeah. caught up in this yeah. mm-hmm. trap. Yeah. But secretly, I was like, man, she was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so then at the part, is that the jumping off point at the party then six months later? We, well, yeah, I mean, that's really where, like, we started hanging began. out. Yeah. Because we had a ton of mutual friends. So I, I invited her like a week later on my fraternity formal weekend. Oh, cool. Um, oh, yeah. And then I had to call her dad and, and like reassure him that 
my intentions were not to take her to Charleston for a weekend for, you know, ill repute, in the words of my mother. <laughs> I love Did that. you really say ill repute on I did. with my dad? No, gosh, no. Oh, okay. Sad. I was yeah. like, oh yeah. No, but anyway, so we went to Charleston, and while all of our friends were, like, on the beach drinking drinking beer and being college students, Ellie and I went into Charleston downtown and did, like, a history walk. Oh, and- I love that. We were like total dorks. Everybody's like, party. And we were like, did you know this house was built? And I mean, I have a picture. I'm wearing glasses. I look like a little, I'm actually look like a lot what I'm wearing right now. But I was, I wanted to be like Meg Ryan. I was a teacher, <laughs> yeah. like a combination of so Meg much. Ryan and, um, and Dangerous Minds, Michelle Pfeiffer. Right, oh, right, right. like okay. that. But Got like edge. Michelle Pfeiffer, like but with Meg Ryan style. You own a small bookstore, but you <laughs> exactly. wear a leather jacket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah, sometimes. And but I didn't own a leather jacket, so I just mainly was owning a small bookshop. Like, yeah. Glasses. yeah, it's you and like the rest of the demo of that tour is like eighty-one-year-old people, and then this really <laughs> cute, young, yeah, exactly. you know, twenty-year-old. You know, I was a total total history nerd. So when's the moment where it's like... So we had an absolute, like an absolute blast together. Danced like crazy. I mean, it was, we had so much fun together. And we really, like we always have. And and we went home. um, And she broke my heart. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting. I went home from that weekend. I was still, I'd had my heart broken real bad in high school. I was still pretty much in love with like my high school boyfriend Uh um, who everybody was like, we were like the couple, they're going to get married, whatever. So that I was still kind of wrapped up in that. But I went home and I was like, I I, I went home and I wrote a song. Holy cow. In college. It was one of my first songs. It was called Charleston. And it was like how about how like I've missed the ship again. Like he's a really like I went home and I was like, hey, I don't want to date you. And I was like, I didn't ask you to date me. I asked you to go on a formal. Yeah. yeah. But that's, yeah. that's an aggressive response. <laughs> but I've been really I was really I was a big flirt in college. I had let a lot of people on like mm. truly because I was like searching for my identity and whatever. So I I had been really convicted about that. And I was like, I don't want to leave mm. this guy on like but I am going to let this go because I'm in a really not healthy place. So I, from a pretty like, I don't know, like sober minded place in my mind uh-huh. in college, I was like, Hey, I just want to be your friend. I don't need to date anybody right now. Mm. I'm like not in a great this place. This is sophomore year for you? This is my freshman year. Uh, uh, freshman uh, okay, year. Okay. I'm like, that's pretty mature for yeah, a freshman. Yeah, that is. I mean, I was very much not mature for most of the freshman year. And then by moment. this point, I'd like kind of been like, hey. But I wrote a song about it because I was like, he's a really good guy. Wow. Like, And we had so much fun. And so I had this big conversation that was very awkward. Like, hey, I had so much fun with you. I, I just want to be your friend. I don't want to date you. And his response was, I didn't ask you to date me. I love that so much. I love that so much. It's like, this feels a little early. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, and I was like, that. You can't break up with me before What an awkward phone conversation. I remember I was in the, de- I was in the middle of Presidential Square, and I was like, that you're that's true you did not ask me today you sorry about that <laughs> which i'm imagining that had to be interesting to you i, I, oh. I, I like love awkward like if, if you serve up to me something that deserves awkward <laughs> you'll give it i will i will give it right back to it. you yeah you know so i was just like okay i didn't i didn't ask you to date me She's and like, i was like cool yeah well but you know um well I'm just, so used to guys I'm just used to falling for me. Just used to every guy falling for me, and I'm like, secret, secretly though, she was right. I was like, yeah, I totally fell for you. <laughs> you're of like, course, yeah. It's really a bummer to hear this news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, but we so it 
really like I didn't believe him. He was like, I just want to be, I'm great. Let's just be friends. And then he was like, you were instigator of fun in our friend group. Like he was mm. like, Hey, he's like the plan is still, this is still who you are. I'm always like talking to all our friends who, you know, are married and to the wives. I'm like, I'm sorry for Drew. <laughs> yes. Your husband away again. You know, uh-huh. like I have three friends that literally have a annual line item budget in their and their and their life just just says Drew. Drew. <laughs> I imagine Drew Brad's Drew. one of those. Brad is definitely Brad one is of definitely those. one of those. Brad didn't have to Your approve brother. it though until he got married. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, just it, Drew. It's true, but he was doing that in college. He's like, "Hey, David Gray's playing in Nashville. Hey, we should go to this county fair. I've heard it's really good. Hey, there's this really cool like uh, up in the mountains. They have this church and they come and do like little like a bluegrass pool. Mm-hmm. Like we're all gonna go up and go. Like he, this is literally who you were, and it's who you are now." Nothing has changed. It's awesome. And so um, he kept inviting me to do stuff. And I just was trying to give space because I was like, oh, I think he likes me. So he so, was, he yeah. got mad. So I ran- became, I was getting distance from him because I felt like he maybe wanted to be more than friends. And I was like, I'm, I'm So not I ran into her um, on campus and it was one of those, like, I was just excited to see a friend. Mm. UT's huge. You don't really yeah, run yeah, into your friends yeah, yeah. that often. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I saw her and she was like the most awkward, it was the most awkward interaction I've I've had with someone. Hmm. She was just like, hi. It was right after spring break. So I was like, hey, how was your spring break? It's fine. So I call her that night. I'm like, hey, um, can we, can I take you to breakfast? I have something I need to talk to you about. And she was like, okay. So the next morning I pick her up uh, behind her dorm and we're going to this place called Long's Drug Store, which you know Mm -hmm. in Knoxville is a great little spot. Mm -hmm. It's 15 minutes away. And she's trying to small talk me the whole way there. And I was like, can we just wait till we get there to talk? Like, I just. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, so, yeah, let's listen to some music. I am a lot of fun. I plan a lot of fun, but I'm also a fairly intense person. Yeah. You know, so. It's true. It's fine. I'm okay with it. So, <laughs> so we sit down, we sit down for breakfast and we order, you know, some food. And then I say, well, the reason I brought you this morning, I just, we went on this fun weekend thing. I've met you. We have a lot of mutual friends. I've invited you to do a lot of fun stuff. You've been weird about all of it. You told me on the phone that you didn't want to date me. That you just wanted to be friends. I'm not sure what friendship is, but I feel like you're like treating me like I'm like some ex-boyfriend or something. And I'm just trying to be your friend and invite you to stuff. This really, you've treated me really poorly. You've wow. been a really bad friend. You've been a really bad, if this wow. is friendship, you're not good at it. Yeah. Wow. And, and, I... I, was, and I was like ready for a fight, you know? Uh-huh. And she goes, this is the moment I fell in love with her. She goes, you're right. I, I'm really sorry. And I was like, shoot. Now I want to get with dream. you. Oh, yeah. Now I'm really attracted to you. But then from that point on, we, we really did we really... build a, a cool friendship, and there's a whole lot of twists and turns. Five yeah. years later, we finally went on a date. Five years Five later. years. Yeah. So after UT, obviously. Uh-huh. For me, yeah, she, was, she was getting her master's when we started dating. Yeah. Holy cow. Were you, where were you? Oh, well, I graduated. Yeah, uh, th- two two and a half years later, and then I went to Memphis for about a year. Okay, a year and a half. Oh, that that's right. That's and right. then then we started dating while I was in Memphis. And long then, distance <clears> in Knoxville. Yeah, yeah. for about um, but only for about four months, and okay. then I moved back to Knoxville. Which we, before you did just to tie in the pilot piece, you had bought fly a from plane. Memphis. Yeah, yeah, with his cousin. This is and, like in two thousand four when. 
banks would let you like buy anything. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So my cousin and I went to a bank and bought an airplane on an interest-only loan in 2004. We had it for six <laughs> months, and then we sold it at a profit. Oh, my gosh. Because it's wow. expensive to get your hours. Yeah, get... it, was more, it, was, it was cheaper to do that and get yeah. our hours. He's now a commercial pilot for, for uh, FedEx. But anyways, um, so I would fly to Knoxville. And, oh, that you know, makes that sense. How, I... how, how long is that flight in, a, in that plane? Well, it was uh, probably two hours. Jeez, that's amazing. Six yeah, so you'd call be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm studying. What are you doing in two hours? Nothing. You want to go fly over the Smokies? Jeez, that's that is cool. amazing. Yeah, it was cool. That was awesome. <clears throat> so then, um, I'm, when after we started dating, I, four months later, I moved to Knoxville. Four months later, we were engaged. Six months later, we were married. So it was for all pretty quick because we had known each other for so long. So. My name is Dave, and his name is John, and that makes us Dave and John. <laughs> I think wow. that may be the best one. That was run through one, people. You, <laughs> everyone thinks we rehearsed that, and we didn't. No, no, John. But yeah. can I be serious for a second, please? What's your favorite thing about Butcher Box? Oh my god, I'm so glad you asked that. Mm-hmm. All right, my favorite thing about Butcher Box. Ah, uh, this is tough. Okay, okay, but it's it's probably that it's the ultimate convenience, mm. right? Yep, it's delivered. Right to my doorstep. Now, we've said this before. They could deliver it down the yeah, street, yeah. and I would walk gladly yeah. and get it because it's so good. They could but find they... another John that lives within a square mile. Sure. And I'll connect with him. Yeah. We'll exchange information. <laughs> we'll work it out. But they deliver it right to my doorstep, always with free shipping, yep. and it's curated to my customized box plan. That's right, Johnny. Yeah. That's You know why? Why? Because they love you. Yep. With ButcherBox, I take fewer trips to the grocery store, John. I'm mm-hmm. always prepared with meat in the freezer, and I get curated tips and recipes based on my box. Ooh. I want to hear about one of those recipes okay. Okay. right now, Okay, I'll, I'll give Hit you this me. one, okay? It's my glazed pork meatballs. Okay, that sounds like sweet, tangy perfection. Which Say is more. how I was described in high school. Yeah, it was. When it comes to comfort food, John, meatballs have a special place in the hearts mm-hmm. and stomachs of my entire family. <laughs> These glazed pork meatballs take classic comfort food to a new level. They're perfect for a cozy night in. Uh, that sounds so good. Yeah. All right. With all these cold, wet days, especially that we're having, I feel like I need a pretty long list of cozy night recipes. Yeah, I get You know that. what I mean? They got you covered, dog. They Put have, your boxes on it. They have great recipes and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing value, plus exclusive member deals, recipe inspiration, guide, tips, yeah. hacks. Yeah. Now, Dave, mm-hmm. hey, it's time to tell them about our special deal. Yeah, let me just get right. <clears throat> yeah. Eat better this year with the best meat and seafood on the planet delivered to your door. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. That's unbelievable. How do they stay in business? Plus, get 20% off your first order. It's insane. So sign up today at butcherbox.com slash dadville and use the code dadville to choose your free offer and get $20 off. John, we all love summer, and our oh, kids yeah. especially love summer, but yep. we lose that consistent schedule of when kids are in school, and that yep. can create some summer child care problems. You know what? Thankfully, though, Dave, <gasps> there's a solution. What? Windy. That's W-Y-N-D-Y. Listen, it's an app that connects families to college student nannies literally in minutes. These nannies are background checked, interviewed, 
And honestly, just awesome, Dave. That's right, John. And Wendy has been around for seven years and has been used by over 20,000 families. There are hundreds of qualified college student nannies on Wendy near you, working full or part-time. All you have to do is go to wendy.com slash dadville to start searching for a nanny. And as a special offer, they're going to knock off 50 bucks off your search if you go through that link. Wendy provides top-notch service, but at a fraction of the cost of traditional nanny agencies and no ongoing fees. Okay, so here's how it works. Go to wendy.com slash dadville to start your search. A Wendy concierge will find great matches for your job and set up interviews for you. You can choose the one you like. Get started now because there are a lot of parents out there looking for nannies for the summer. That's right. Go to wyndy.com slash dadville. Hello, Dave. Wow. Okay, yours was yours was better than mine, Johnny. Thanks. Are yep. you loving this warmer weather? Summer mm. is just around the corner. Dave, I am so glad that you brought that up because the weather has been so great. Mm. I'm playing tennis, yep. right? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting outside on the porch Gosh. in my tennis shoes, <laughs> going for walks yep. in my in different shoes. I don't, yeah, I don't I walk say, that's just shoes. too far. Yeah, I mean, it's so nice. And honestly, I don't really want to be spending too much time in the kitchen making meals because there's so many other John, things John, to John, 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 John. That's yeah. where Factor comes in. You can fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, so you can spend more time outside. Okay, it sounds good, but Dave, let me ask you a question. Okay. Can I meet my wellness goals in time for summer with Factor? <laughs> I hope you've got goals and then more goals, John, because we call you Cristiano Ronaldo. Soccer joke. hey And guess what? And then some, John. It's going to be just fine. Factor has chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Dave, that sounds so awesome. You've talked me into it. I'm ready. Wow, that was easy. I'm ready to kickstart my routine with 35 different Good meals. Gracious. And more than 60 add-ons to choose from, Dave. Goodness Did you know gracious. that? I'm educating you now. <laughs> and these are restaurant-quality meals like filet mignon, Ooh. right? Mm-hmm. Shrimp. Mm-hmm. Blackened salmon. Enjoy you know? effortless support for your lifestyle. Choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories, maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or simply eat well balanced. Head to factormeals.com slash dadville50 and use the code dadville50 to get 50% off. That's five zero. 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code DADVILLE50 at factormeals.com slash DADVILLE50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. God, that is... I, I, I'd forgotten that y'all didn't start dating until that much later. Later, yeah. And I almost married another guy. That ended, Boom. thank goodness... <laughs> It was so unhealthy. I know it was really bad. And when that ended, my first thought, because uh, he used to get really mad, I would sing with Drew, and he, the guy I was dating, like hated that for very obvious reasons. Yeah, because we were we had this like connection <laughs> well, on stage. Drew's knows raising exactly his eyebrows. Exactly what he's doing. <laughs> uh, but it was. But when that ended, it was really embarrassing. Like really unhealthy. Really like sad time. 
but it was so good that it was such an unhealthy deal. And but he like broke up with me on the day he was going to propose to me. So it was Holy like drama, cow. drama, drama, drama. And, and when <clears throat> I was coming down from that, I literally, my friend, I was burning everything that the guy had ever given me that's right. in a moment of clarity. And I, <laughs> my friend came home. She was like, hey, is it awesome? I don't know. Good. And then B, um, how are you doing? And I was like, it's so weird. I was like, I can't, I'm okay. I think it's good that this ended. It wasn't great anyway. And and I can't stop thinking about Drew, which it just feels like moving on pretty fast. Yeah. Like as you're yeah, burning, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're like I can't stop thinking. Drew's about Drew's plane's just circling ahead. Yeah, Drew's. <laughs> he's flying. He's falling. I got a signs. co-pilot. I put on a parachute. You got you got this, Billy. I'm jumping out. You're just holding a ring. I got to go see about a girl. That's right. Oh my gosh. But it is. It was a really like beautiful. It just was, I love the way that our story played out because I always, I had him in the serious friend zone. So it was weird that I said that. I was like, I, I just missed Drew. I, I, that was my whole thing. And finally I got to the point where I was like, mom, every time a guy asked me to go out on a date, I like, I just can't stop thinking about Drew. Wow. I, I'm like, I want to, maybe I'll like, like the guy. I'll be like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. But I just keep thinking, oh man, but I don't want this to change my friendship mm. with Drew. And she was like, then you should probably go out on a date with him. She's like, look, I'm not, may not the smartest person in the world, but what it feels like. You're t- so, so obviously, I mean, are you kind of keeping tabs on her that whole time? Kind of like, oh, she's dating this guy. Or I you mean, moved on? Yes, are you so like, no. <clears throat> I mean, I once, so once she started dating the other guy, I, I felt like my role was like, as her friend, was to just, be her friend and at that point i had sort of made peace with the fact that it wasn't me oh wow uh and i had in that season i then graduated started doing music and moved back to memphis i was making a record Mm. i was playing shows and living and i had been was flying a lot and so i had made peace with she had told me in our friendship that she's like we're getting pretty serious we'll probably be engaged this fall so at that when she said that i kind of was like i'm not gonna try to angle anything here mm-hmm. um i dated someone else in the meantime like it, it wasn't it wasn't like me sitting around like yeah waiting it yeah, out yeah. yeah but yeah the day that i heard that he broke up with her i'll never forget i was actually driving to knoxville to go to a game and play a show the next weekend and spend a couple spend a week with old friends and i was listening to tom waits closing time on the mm-hmm. drive yeah and there's the last track is the instrumental with the piano trumpet mm-hmm. and it's just like i played it on repeat for like an hour and just totally let myself imagine and but also i called my brother who's five years younger than me so he was senior in high junior in high school and he didn't like ellie because of the way she had yeah kind yeah, of, yeah you know taking me for a ride and uh i was like uh he's like what are you doing i was like i'm just listening to some music he's like what's what what's going on you know <laughs> wait is it the last track and how many times have you listened to yeah exactly <laughs> And he was like, oh, no, not not her. This is bad. She's going to break your heart. So anyways, she obviously, you know, won everybody over as soon as they spent some time with her. But uh, yeah, it was it was pretty quickly once they broke up. Yeah, yeah. My I I think my heart had always really had a very like serious, sincere affection for Mm -hmm. her. And it was very clear that at that point I was going to wait it out and see if, if I was the, the guy. And then how long after that did y'all start? That was in August, and we went on our first date the following May. 
Oh gosh. Told, okay, so a minute. I just can't I told, believe how I told her how long. I felt about her in December. Oh wow. She told me Oh, this is a good story. We were at the what what venue is that? He was playing a show in Nashville. The Sutler, the old the Sutler. Sutler. Oh my yeah. gosh, yes, right over here. So yeah. at this point, are you guys playing together? She's still already? in school. I'm playing a lot, but I'm she's singing with me. I come like, up and sing a song or once two. A month like if or you're something. available, you'll go. Yeah, yeah. like if it's yeah. Knoxville or Nashville, typically yeah. it was sort sometimes of the time. singing songs that were about me that I didn't know. Were oh about my me. gosh, kind of kind of crazy. Well played, Drew. That. Well, it's pretty played. aloof. So the, I played this show at the Sutler in December, and I played this song. I like to be with me when I'm with you. Which is basically mm-hmm. like a song about the friendship becoming mm-hmm. the thing, <clears throat> and um, and I heard that song and I was like, "Oh, that's, that's weird." At this point, we I were talking on the phone almost every day. Yeah, that's what I oh, was wow. just thinking. I, that's are exa- you singing I was these like, songs, hoping that you're the girl? Are, on the song? Like, I just remember like when you almost don't breathe for a whole song mm. is what happened to it's me. Hard when you're it's a great that, song. But... Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. I've been there. Proper. True, true. But I was like, oh my gosh. And I had the thought for the first time, I was like, I kind of wish that was about me. That's how I feel. And I'm wow. also like, okay, I'm talking to you on the phone almost every day. How in the world do you not know for sure that this song is about you? Yeah. Like, yeah. Whatever. You know, at least she's playing a little coy there. Yeah, yeah. But she still she's like, swears. We were talking to other girls too every day. Yeah, yeah. Just later in the day. Later in the day. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm the morning. Call. I tell her that night. Um, she she took me to um, Centennial. Uh, Centennial Park. They have these. They used to have these magnolia trees that somebody oh, put these yeah. nets up in. Yeah, yeah. Do you oh my gosh, those? I do they're, remember. They're long those. gone, but so we climbed they're up in amazing. this magnolia tree and we're talking, and I, I was like, "Hey, that you know that song." Is about you, and I know you're not ready to date anybody because you're dealing with this heartbreak. We've been friends for a long time. I don't just want to be your friend, mm. and I I don't I'm willing to wait, but I do think I've earned the first date once you're ready to go. On oh, that's great! I love mm. that. And five months later, five months later, we finally went on our first date. But then I'm assuming, like, were you at the place? You're mean, like, all right, if we're gonna, this is probably yeah. yeah. I was nervous, but it's so interesting. We he took me. We were at an Emmylou Harris concert in Oxford, Mississippi, in the in the square, double decker, mm-hmm. and that's when he said he was like, "Are you ready to let me take you out?" Yeah, we were sitting on the courthouse stairs, and I was like, "Oh, so that wasn't a date." Y'all that was we it. were just like with a group of friends, and I was like, "I think I am." Actually. I mean, it was kind of a date. Yeah. It was like it was like the, the testing ground. Yeah. Yeah. We're just friends hanging out. <laughs> Yeah. In a different state <laughs> and, at a concert. And all your friends are suddenly not there anymore. Yeah, yeah that is exactly how it went, <laughs> right. actually. And he, and I was like... You, like, I give him the cue, Drew, and everybody just disappears. Like, <laughs> literally. Everybody's in the know but Everybody, her. yeah. yeah. You know? it's, that's kind of... That's exactly oh, that's what funny. it was. But truly, I, he was, I was like, I, I really think I am. And he goes, that is good, because I have tickets to see Patty Griffin at the Ryman. Oh, I love And I was that. like, yes. So, I love Patty Griffin. And we, so we go to that, we show up, you know, he picks me up. We, we actually hung out earlier in that day cause it was your birthday. So mm-hmm. we, I took you to lunch for your birthday and, um, and then he came and got me later that night and, um, we're walking in to the Ryman and he like grabs my hand across the street and I was like, Oh no, this is not, we're. <laughs> I, this is not like this. He's like my brother. I cannot hold his hand. This is so weird. But literally, I can't. And I'm like, you are not like my sister. That's not how I see you. (laughs) That is not how I am to you. And by the end, I, like, I, 
I say this to girls all the time. I'm like, don't write people off because you never know. But literally by the end of that Patty Griffin show, I was like, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you. Wow. Mm. Like, so you owe Patty you owe Griffin, Patty Griffin. <laughs> a yeah. lot. Yes, thank you for all these really sad, sad songs, songs about death that yeah. made her fall in love that with made- me. <laughs> I feel like did you guys feel pressure that night? I mean, you have you have this five year awesome friendship yeah. that you've built up, and then you're kind of going to roll the dice. I on that's a date. yes, that's exactly. Yeah. I did not want to ruin our friendship. Right, that's what I kept saying. I was like, I don't want to mess up. I what felt pretty we confident have. that if we went on the date, it was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So I was I was more like in a more of a celebratory mm. point of view than I was a nervous point of view. Yeah, because we I mean we I was like finally. I mean, yeah. what, what have we been doing? Welcome. Yeah. 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 To reality. But it really was like, I, 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 it's the only way. And I, it's one of the decisions that I've made in my life. I always felt real angsty and, oh, should I marry this person or not? When I was dating, I had like yeah. two really serious relationships and they were always felt like that. And we never had really a conversation about getting married, but I just, there was this like. We didn't talk about it one oh. time because I, I was like. All right, these other people that you've been with, they yeah, they use yeah, marriage yeah. as a as a like a leveraging tool mm-hmm. yeah. in the relationship. So when I asked her to marry me, she had no idea it was coming. Yeah, Every, everybody was surprised except for her best friend, who was also one of my good friends, was helping us with it, helping me with it, and then my parents and her parents. So, so then how long have y'all been married now? Eighteen years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So watch this segue. Eighteen. Years. <laughs> watch this segue. Good. Speaking of marriage. How uh, is marriage what you thought, and how is it not what you thought it would be? That's a great question. Uh, I think I didn't know, and it, it's a it's a great segue from that story we just told. Uh, I didn't realize how much of marriage is a friendship, like this uh, partnership, mm-hmm. um, and and I am. I think I had that realization when we went to that show. I was like, oh, I could spend yeah. all my days with this person who I just love to be with and who I respect and admire and have watched change and grow. Mm. I, and and that is so much more of, to, to me, what marriage is. The, the romance and, and those like kind of like the, Butterfly, all those feelings. That was all there too and wonderful. But the the steady presence of mm. somebody who knows you and who chooses you mm-hmm. anyway. It is um I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. And I don't think I realized in the beginning that that's really what this whole thing yeah, is. Which makes that. sense because that is like such a reflection of God. And his mm-hmm. love for us. He sees us fully and chooses to love us and embrace us even when he sees us fully, which is like really vulnerable mm. and uncomfortable. Yeah. I agree with that completely. Also, I think that there's a, if you ask my 18 year old, 18 years ago self, you know, what I would be surprised at now at, at 41, I think I would be surprised at how much both of you change mm. and that that's a s- sort of part of the beauty is that, yeah. you know, you're kind of married to like a different person every couple of years and you are a different person every couple of years. And I know that that sort of <clears throat> t- 
tension and like holding each other in in that tension as you grow and change and giving each other space like i feel like when when you're young marrieds you're like trying to create the the the, the like exact perfect relationship mm-hmm. which is hilarious because that's impossible yeah mm-hmm. and you haven't built up quite enough sort of trust and space for each other to to be who you are cuz you're still becoming but then as you get older there's like the 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 canvas with which you sort of paint your life on gets so much more overlapped with each other mm. that it I feel it feels just like messier and more beautiful and funnier and mm. um and the hard stuff like we're walking through right now a family a really tragic family um death mm. um of a young cousin who had has um had had cancer and Ellie it's my cousin mm. you know so Ellie didn't know 18 years ago that she was going to step into this grief in January of 2024 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of someone that she didn't know existed. And the same thing happens on, so you carry each other's weights and you step into these painful spots together to hold each other up, to walk through things. But you also do that on the celebration side. And then like the whole children thing is a whole nother mm-hmm. yeah. super complex layer of it. Um, but I think, I've been so so wonderfully surprised by how marriage has been um uh just this incredible like co-drive uh, mm-hmm. through life yeah that's you know? beautiful and I think I for me personally I saw myself as this like super strong I'm going to be such a great leader and I'm going to like really take family and marriage and life by the horns and in a lot of ways I I do that but in so many other ways I have like clung onto Ellie as she's carried me through really difficult and hard things it, mm-hmm. it's so it's I, I mean I can't agree more with what y'all said I think that is the thing when I look back um, and I don't know if that's because of like rom-coms or some American culture mm-hmm. thing that gets imbued into all of us but I do think there's just no way to understand what you said is so beautiful, Ellie. Like the importance of a friendship, mm-hmm. knowing that 20 years from now, that that is a lot of the time going to be the thing that's most connective, not the attraction, not the goosebumps, yeah. not when Ellie comes down looking beautiful and you're like, oh my gosh, this is what, you know, it's one of the reasons I love this woman. But it's those, it's just like, I just like you and it's just good to be with you like a lot. You know? yeah. and, and I think one, and then two, the fact that there's just no way to understand how much we change. You, that's exactly right. I mean, yeah, yeah. we were meeting with a counselor years ago and I'll never forget him telling Annie and I, he's like, oh yeah, this is like our sixth marriage together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was like, that's that so totally good. resonates. Yeah. Mind blowing to me. Cause I was like, what does that mean? And he's like, you're just always. And so when you realize that commi- there's no way when you're standing there in front of God and all your friends that they go. For sickness and health, you're like, yeah, I mean, because I love this woman, but it's the great, I laugh about this a lot, but it's like the great divine bait and switch, because it's like, it's how God gets you into this commitment, and then he's about to just rock tumble you to death, but you know, like, and you can't understand it, because you're like, this version of Ellie, I love her, this is the woman I'm marrying, because this is who she is, and this is who I am, and we have space for who each of us are, and we connect on who we and then you, know, you wake up 10 years later and Ellie goes, hey, I'm not like that anymore. Yeah. And you're like, well, Stop that's not what I signed up for. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That and, is exactly. And it, you have to be, if you don't understand that, it's just impossible to do. But what helps with that is the friendship, mm-hmm. is that thing where you're like, whatever version of this 
I'm here because I, I, I love you and I want to be with whatever that is. It's just so hard to understand that when you're it's, young 20s. Well, there's so many inputs, too. You know, yeah. there's like you each have your own families. You yeah. have your yeah. own relationships. Yeah. You have yeah. your own sort of relationships with money and economics, mm-hmm. politics, religious point of view, uh, you know, how friendships. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so much going on that takes so it takes time to get to know yourself yeah. and each other in that stuff. And we, we just, yeah, I'm just really grateful. I think the thing that is the same, mm. that are, the thing that was true that I wanted marriage to be when I was a kid, yeah. mm. when you're single before you get married, even, even, single meaning you're not even dating anyone, it's like, it's you really just like, man, I just wish I had somebody. Yeah. And I'll to be honest, it's really great to not ever think that. Mm. To not, mm-hmm. I've had about six dreams in the last 18 years where Ellie and I were we're not married in the oh, dream. It's the worst. And I wake up in like a cold sweat. Oh. And I'm like, oh, oh. I hate okay. those dreams. <laughs> it's just a dream. Thank God. You know? Because it's it's really there's a there's an anchor there's a rootedness yeah. in the yeah. in the relationship that I dreamed about having. And now don't don't get me wrong, I still fight loneliness mm. like everybody does mm. in various ways. Mm. But that's not the piece that I, you know, that I sort of wrestle with. Hey, sorry to interrupt yeah, you. No, what what yeah. are you? Uh, what yeah. are you reading there? Oh God, I, I was I was hoping you saw that I was reading. It's my copy of the Teen Study Bible. So, oh, I'm gonna get back to it if that's okay. Yeah, I'm. That's totally fine. Are mm-hmm. you? You're like. North of forty now, aren't you? Uh, you know, in in human years, sure. Yes. Yeah. God years. I mean, infant. <laughs> you know. That's okay, true. okay. 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 Admit it. I may be a little past my quote unquote teen years, but this teen study Bible is that good, man. I can't put it down. As a parent, I'm loving it. I. It's true. The teen study Bible is a classic, right? It comes in updated editions now, available in NIV, King James. New King James Version, yeah. right? Yeah. And it has sold over 4 million copies. I love the TSB, as I call it, the Teen mm-hmm. Study Bible, because it helps teens discover how God's truths relate to their lives today and helps them apply God's words to issues they face, like bullying, depression, peer pressure, and stress. And it features notes, articles, book intros, character profiles, Q&As, and more, offering the knowledge, strength, and clarity to navigate life's challenges with scripture as your guide. Find out more about the Teen Study Bible and order your copy today at amazon.com slash Bible. So how would you say, to the point of how we all change over these this past 18 years or 23 years, how would, answer for each other, like how would you say Ellie is different today than she was 18 years ago in St. for Drew? Oh, cool. Um, I would say that Ellie is um more sort of open to lots of different points of views um <laughs> gosh john i forget how good you are at karate that's incredible I know, man. I mean, it's all about the right belt. It is. Timing you know? or your leather belt. Exactly. I, I feel like maybe, is that not, that's what you meant? Not really, okay. but speaking of, oh, Dave, wow, I'm yeah, just yeah. going to try to transition to okay. save you. <laughs> Finally, Dave, Yeah. 
Warm spring days are arriving. Oh, Am I gosh. right? Isn't it great? You know what? I need a new pair of shades that I don't have to baby. Do you know what I'm saying, John? I don't want to take care of them. Let me put them on, take them off, and not have to worry Look, about it. Hey, Dave, I know exactly Sorry. Sorry, what I didn't you mean. mean. Knock around is the solution. They've been making high-quality shades that don't break the bank okay. since 2005. Oh, wow. And they've actually been my personal go-tos for years. Oh, yeah. I love Knockaround, John. They have over 20 different frame styles, so there's something for everyone, including tons of kids' pairs. That's right. So whether you're looking to rep your favorite sports teams, mm-hmm. you know, like you're a sports guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> spend some relaxation time in the yard, yep. or cruise down Broadway with the windows down oh. like Dave does uh-huh. all the time. All the time. Every Tuesday and Thursday mm-hmm. and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Knock around. That's what you need. Yeah. All of their lenses have UV 400 protection, which is basically like sunscreen for your eyes, which, by the way, I've tried that and it hurts. <laughs> Use the sunglasses, everybody. With polarized adult pairs starting at 28 bucks. you can get a few pairs to leave in your car, toss in your beach bag, or lend to a friend in need. Dave, that is such a good price I that I might buy a pair just to intentionally lose them. I don't love that logic, John, but I know, you do but have a history of misplacement. It's not around Don't fight me because like of it. the karate stuff. But it could though. be perfect for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, Dadville fans, don't squint through family beach days yeah. or trips to the park. Check out knockaround.com and use the promo code DADVILLE15 for 15% off your order. That's DADVILLE15 for 15% off your order at knockaround.com. I think we both grew up in a in sort of very particular sort of uh, evangelical culture mm-hmm. this is the way kind of mentality about life about marriage about faith and Ellie's just got such a like huge openness about her that's really beautiful that um has been fun and I think she that's part of it she had she had to do that to cope with my contrarian <laughs> spirit right, <laughs> right. um it's true. and then I think uh Ellie has really, I think at that age, she was really afraid of her gifts mm. in some ways. And now she's not at all. She's very like owns her giftedness wow. and, and her, you know, calling in life, which mm. is really, really cool. And then it's a really sweet one is that she's like way, way, way more on time than she was 18 years ago. <laughs> and that is just an act of love. And Are you on God. time because you, and of God. you know Drew wants? That is what that's my love that's language. My, that's yeah. the missing chapter in the love languages book. Yeah. is being on time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. In there. They forgot, <laughs> but it really is sweet. To she hear was you like, say "What's that she's way. like? What's your love language?" And I'm like, "Being on time." Punctuality. That's, like, yeah, that's punctuality. not in this. There's not a chapter on that. Um, like, so. Well, you haven't read He's my like, book. Yeah, you're like, I have, like, a, I have a micro. I have a book called the Six Love Languages. <laughs> it's coming out next spring. Guys. Mine is physical touch and punctuality. Yeah. I mean, uh, you can yeah. just imagine. Yes. I'm sorry, what's the second one? Punctuality. 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 Yeah. Be early, actually. I mean, there's a lot of others, but those are just the mm, yeah. top, top of yeah. my head. Yeah. That's so interesting. That's really sweet to hear. That's a sweet question, first of all. But... I want to hear more about the the being afraid of the gifts. Oh, like, in what sure. way? Oh. I think probably. Um, Probably what he's referencing is I, I, I am a very reluctant musician. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up here in Nashville and saw firsthand my dad's producer. 
Yeah. Um, and so I was very up and, and legendary. A yeah. legendary, legendary. Producer. Yeah, producer, like yeah. piles of Grammys and yeah. double awards yeah. in the so attic. Sad. He's not like he's a very humble man. He doesn't dabble. No, he doesn't dabble. <laughs> um, and he and so I grew up like uh, loving music and seeing firsthand like how music is powerful to bring hope and connection and healing. But I also saw, I, I guess I am like pretty much 0% enamored with fame. Mm-hmm. I just like, you were from a really young age, I was like, uh, being famous means you're in prison basically because yeah. you Jeez, can't ever go anywhere mm-hmm. and just be yourself. And that sounded terrible to yeah. me. Um, and yeah, I loved music, and music is like breathing to me. It's Such like a how big I part process. Of your life. Yeah, it's how I've always processed faith, doubt, heartbreak. I was like a bad version of Taylor Swift in college, like writing songs like Charleston <laughs> about Drew, you know, about your heart getting broken. And so, um, but I would sing those in the stairwells, and girls would line up in the stairwells. Mm. And so I learned that music was a bridge builder connecting our stories. But I just, I was like, that's so cool again powerful powerful not what i want and Mm. so um i think just saying yes to that to that particular set of gifts felt i just knew the cost and i'm a seven on the enneagram and i hate pain and i'm like cool i know how to avoid that pain Uh don't do it meanwhile drew like annie for me is careening toward it at literally mock speed literally so she's like what's hard that's our path. I'm like, well, do you know that? Look at the one to the right, actually. Yeah, did it's you like know really there's wide. a gentle slope? Yeah. <laughs> but you don't get to go to the peak. <laughs> I mean, with a view, no less. I know. And, um, yeah, rather than just climbing straight up oh, yeah, that mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could just go around yeah, yeah. the trail that's already just blazed. Just use your plane. But see, we do yeah. this thing. Just use your plane. I think Ellie would attest this. We've, we've done this thing now, so we've done it three times because we do it every five-year major anniversary where we go do something really hard but really fun hmm. so for 15 we climbed the grand teton which is Jeez. an actual straight up rock yeah. climb yeah, yeah like it's a and it was one of the hardest things we've ever done yeah and i would say it was the perfect metaphor for marriage because it was super hard mm. it was like required a ton of trust patience with each other yeah and this third person the guide you know um which was there's like a lot of metaphor in that too mm. but um and we got to the top, and it was unbelievable. And we got done. We were like, "I'm so glad we did that." That's one of the highlights of my of our marriage. Mm. We just did the dumbest, hardest thing that 40 year olds can do: go we rock climbing. There's, there's like multiple properly. places where yeah. it's 2,000 feet down, and you're oh the only God. thing holding you up is your hands and a rope. You're like, "Wow!" And you guys don't rock climb. Nope. I mean, yeah, we ha- I have. Yeah, but not. No, we're not rock climbers. I don't own any gear. Call us like, mild, mild. You just signed up one day. And did it. Well, we yeah. were going to try to do Kilimanjaro, but COVID. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did that. not realize. I signed up. She thought it was like, a hike. This will be great. It's guided. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, great. I did not know. When we had our training day, I was like, what are we training for? It's walking, you know. And <laughs> You're over there like, oh, man. <laughs> and he oh. about to put on a harness. <laughs> puts a harness. He's like, you're going to need a harness. And I was like, what? And, we, and he's like, so this is what we're going to climb today. And it's literally a sheer wall. Like, I was like, what? And then oh, she crushed it. No, but he was a really good guide, mm-hmm. and so mm. we it was it was so hard and so you know exhilarating, really, but really scary. And there was, and that's it, and that is that's marriage. Yeah, like yeah. it is a really. I always say like it's like the best work 
that I know that I've learned how to do um, mm. because it is, man, it is work sometimes where you're like, oh, I do not want to own this or I don't want to come to terms with myself in this way. And here is this person who's yeah. just witnessing it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but who's still there, which is a, a gift. So, so what, what about change with Drew? What, what well, there's some practical things. Like I thought he liked to shop. Um, and he did not. And I thought he liked the <laughs> sun. And he I did didn't like to like shop before we were married. Cause everything she saw, I was like, I mean that you look good in that. That'll be fun to take off. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, yeah, that was uh, so. I was like, I thought you loved shopping, and he was like, actually, no. But to be I fair, like, I do shop for you. You do, you do. I like and to, but I don't yeah. like. I like to do it without her. Yeah, with yeah. me not there, with my indecision away. But, but like, so there are some like real practical things right away, and like I loved. He would like. We've been to the beach several times together with friends. He'd be out there all day and on our honeymoon. I'm like, let's go to the beach. And he's like, I'm just going to sit here in the shade. And I was like, what? Wait a second. You've duped me. (laughs) What? Like, I literally had tears on our honeymoon. I was like, he only likes the shade. with the storytelling going on right now. (laughs) (laughs) It was just one time. You were in the sun with me a lot. but She also says that she didn't marry a golfer. I and am now she's married, married to, to a, a golfer, golfer, which that's totally legitimate. I'm literally oh, yeah. like, yeah. when I said I do, I did not. I like, I would have probably still married you if you were a golfer, <laughs> but I was. That would not have been on the plus list. <laughs> that wouldn't have been on the reasons to marry him, like right. golfer. No, that's not a that's, that's well, a con. And, and Drew, I mean, you're not just a golfer. You're like an adventurous, yes. ambitious golfer. So Thank it's not you. like it's one thing to be like. I mean that needs to be said because people listening are like, why don't? What's wrong with golfers? But because you know, guys who go to their local, like if you went to the golf club twice a week, like Brad or so, that's the one thing. Yeah. But I mean, like Ellie said, you're scaling everything. He has in a your top life. twenty list. So it's like I gotta go. We're going trips. to Tory Pines. We're going to. I don't know you what know. you guys are talking about. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm yeah. saying this in a good no, way. No, no. Yes, that's true. I, 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 I kind of went all in on it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not. I mean, it's not to your point, Ellie. It's not like oh, I married a guy who likes to golf. Like. You like adventurous golf. Yes. You want to go mm-hmm. play all the course. Well, thing. I love all the people that I've met through it. It's, it's, it's such an interesting, there's such an interesting intersection of um, uh, athletes, musicians, mm-hmm. and successful business people yeah. that happens. They do it, yeah. And so there's just a lot of fun to be had. And Yeah. You know. It's been a really, like, I can genuinely say. I didn't mean to derail your, say. how I changed. No, I just no, wanted it's... to, that was more of a mea culpa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You need to submit. I to the- see that you didn't marry a golfer, and you are, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it is. Yes. This is the Here reality now. Uh-huh. Um, and it's. I. I'm actually interested. I'm. I'm like. I can't believe you didn't say about me because I used to uh, avoid pain. I mean, just like a seven. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. I did not. We did not have pretty much any conflict in our first three years. Name not because there wasn't conflict, right. but mm. because I was like. I'm fine. No, yeah. it's totally. And then yeah, that's definitely the case. I read this article three years, be it like at three years on our third anniversary, my best friend gave me this article. She was like, at three years, you realize everyone realizes they married the wrong person mm. because they're a person. Yeah. Married to a person. Yeah. yeah. And it yeah. is your, and I was like, what a depressing article. To get and I was like, that article is so <laughs> true. Right. And, she's and I like, was like, what? What? Yeah. But I'm the one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Totally. So it um that I think has been um that like those like kind of like pra- practical things, but that's been one of the main 
that was the foray I think into our actual like real marriage mm, is yeah. when it, and what was so beautiful about Drew that's still true. This isn't the thing that has changed, but you have never he's never shied away from anything that is hard. Mm. And God, um, that's such an incredible trait. <laughs> it's such an incredible trait. And I remember uh, we were. Uh, we were in London. I had been in counseling, like intensive counseling. I kept being like, so when does Drew need to come? And they were like, actually, I think if you... We've got some things yeah. to work on here. I was Just like, me. so he's definitely needing um, <laughs> to hear from you too, right? And she's like, actually, I'm not saying that he doesn't have any of his stuff, but, but the way that I hear you talk about him, if you can be your authentic self and come mm. and be real, he is going to respond. He's mm. going to enter in with you. And I will never forget our first conflict that we had uh, where I was really like letting you into my pain, the intimacy into me. You see, um, we were in London and, um, we were on the London eye in line and we were having this conflict. And I, I think we've, I feel like we might've even talked about this before, but I was not wanting to have the conflict in public. Mm. And he was just like, no, we're doing this. And I cried the whole way on the London Eye. It was terrible. Which is ride. sort of, is that punny? That I crying? Mm -hmm. I, I crying. Yes, it is funny. And I didn't see anything from those views. That's even more funny. Yeah. <laughs> have my sunglasses on and close my eyes. And But we went to the hotel lobby afterwards. It's Peroni beers that we got in the lobby. And, and I will always say mm. like a Peroni beer is like the taste of hope to me because what happened was he was willing to sit with me in all of my verbal mm. processing, all of my discomfort, all of, I felt like a toddler. Mm. Like mm -hmm. I wasn't good at, at explaining when I was upset or had been hurt. I didn't do that well. I had a lot of rough edges and he was still sitting there at the mm, end of it. That's beautiful. And I was like, Jeez. you're still here like freaking two hours later. What? And he's like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Which I, I imagine you'd probably be waiting on that moment, right? Oh yeah, yes. for sure. Yes. Yeah. Like the, for me, the, like the, the best way that Ellie can love me is to be honest with me about something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, to fight back yeah yeah you know um we did have this thing like in in my family growing up there was this this whole language of apology was basically i'm sorry doesn't really mean anything mm. because it's not so if you stub your toe i could say i'm sorry i didn't make you stub your toe it's just mm. like it's an it's an it's a uh words of empathy it's not necessarily an admission of guilt so Ellie was more of the like, I'm sorry means I was wrong and it's over. And so she would say, like, why can't you just say, you know, I'm sorry. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. She's like, I forgive. I'm not, I'm not say I was wrong. I just said, I'm sorry. I'm just like, I'm sorry I hurt you, mm. but you're, you're taking me out of context here. And I still want to work through what actually happened. Mm. So in my family, it's, I'm sorry I was wrong. You know, that mm -hmm. second half is like, this, a big is, the, is the big deal. Otherwise, yeah. it doesn't yeah. mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, mm. So that was sort of like part of the thing is she early on, she wanted, you know, she, she's upset. She's like, why can't you just say you're sorry? And I'm like, cause we haven't talked about what you're upset about. Mm. We haven't, I just wanted the, I just wanted, she just wanted, the, she, yeah. just wanted yeah. The, yeah. she just wanted the conflict to be over, not for there to actually be resolution and yeah, understanding yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. between each yeah. other about yeah. what had happened. Yeah. Yeah. And so when she did that, which started like that time when she's talking about, I was like, yes, we can finally like, get to know each other yeah. in this stuff. And, um, isn't it crazy too? That's three years in. I mean, I feel the same for any, I mean, I think a lot of couples, it's like, 
we think about marriage and we're like, oh, once you're married, you're like married. And it's like, yeah, but I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boy, yes. I mean, I think back on when Amy, those early couple years, we got married in 06. I'm like, we, we did not even know each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that I felt like I knew her. I mean, I know I knew her at the time, but just like now we're in, in our 40s, we got kids. It's just like, it seems like we did not even know each other. You're it's like, such a roll kids? of the dice. Those babies. Yeah. 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 Yes. And I, I will say uh, uh, another thing that parallels Amy and my marriage and y'all too is one of the things that I am most grateful for with my wife is I never have to, she has no problem with conflict. She has no problem telling me how she feels about something. I'm a little more like you, Ellie, where I'm like, I can be fine. I can keep it all in and keep this ship moving, you know. And I would never want to be, if Amy were like me, I would just be like a ball of anxiety all the time trying to figure out this, you know. Where do I stand? Yeah, like I'm trying to read her. I'm like, thank the Lord, I don't have have to to do that. Yeah, no, no. what a it, gift! It, what it, it it's is. such a gift. It is, yeah. and it and sometimes it doesn't feel like a gift because you're like, oh, it's a little more mystery around <laughs> right. this. Right. How you really feel? Um, Keep some of the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> but but it is it is such a beautiful thing uh, to be seen as you are and where you are. Yeah, and and to have somebody who's comfortable with that and who can sit. Well, like I mean, just like you Ellie, again, we're the same Enneagram number, and Drew and Annie are the same. There was nothing more transformative. Potentially for me and our marriage, for me, I don't, I don't think anyone would say this. Then when I just learned to tell her the truth, <laughs> like if she yeah. was, especially when it came to something she's dreaming about or she's cooked up that like much like you, she's an instigator. She loves that stuff. And, and finally be, I'll never, this was not that long ago. I mean, like a few years ago right? in that space, other spaces, it was fine. But like when I knew she had invested and I'm like, Oh God, I don't want to do this. And she's like, Hey, I think we should do this thing. It's this in here. And I just was like, <laughs> I don't want to do that. And she was like, why? And then the, the, the thing yeah. that I mean, this is all this time, but the thing that I have to get ready for is the blowback. And that's where I would always give. Cause she, uh, why? you're like, and never like, mind. No, I actually do oh want to do it. I thought you said that weekend. <laughs> this weekend is great. Let's do it. And so I, I had to learn like, withstand the blowback, just like plant your feet. Yeah. Cause after that, it's wonderful because she goes, well, why? And like, and then it's fine, but I would always give on that first pushback because I was like, "God, the energy coming off this woman is so strong," and it's that would mean terrifying. But she right. was so thankful. That's like right. she would eventually, like, and maybe a few days later, I could feel that she was like, "Thank you for telling me the truth." Yes. Instead of going like, "You know what? Let's do it. Let's do it." And then I'm either moping on the trip or like mm-hmm. I'm not helping plan because I don't want to go. Totally. You know, yeah. and totally. I, I've learned to trust that. And Ellie, I think probably like Annie, there's one thing that's that is tricky or a pitfall for someone with my personality is that I know I can win if I fight hard enough. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, there's been multiple instances I could look back where I kind of bulldozed Ellie Mm -hmm. into, into something or, or away from something, Mm. you know? And so I've learned, especially in the last maybe five years that Mm -hmm. when Ellie really speaks up and has a gut about something, yeah, it's really important for me to yeah. listen. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and she's learned some points when to say that, but then also to not ask anything. Just yeah. say, "I just want you to know that this is hard. I'm not telling you to to not do it, or yeah. to stop, yeah, or yeah, to not yeah. go. 
but you need to know that this is really hard for me. Yeah. And this is a cost. So it, learning to listen to that and, and, and not try to fix it and not be, yeah, we were pretty codependent for a long time. Oh man. Like, you know, same, so, same. Yeah. You know, it's funny. A, a quick story. The, the first lesson Annie learned, which she would tell you was so helpful for her. It was like, we've been married as four kids. I don't know, six, seven years. Mm-hmm. It was the busiest year that I'd ever have touring. I was like a hundred plus dates, which for me is a lot, a ton, That's a, ton. a lot for anybody. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, we had, she, re- and she was home working when she was still practicing pharmacy. And so she was like, and she's an adventurer. She likes going. That's like where she's the most alive. So the whole year I'd just been going and going and going and going. And I could not wait to be home for Christmas. Like I was like, I want to walk through the malls and see the lights and go on. Like, I just want everything stereotypical Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so we get a call from Barrett and he's like at Mo Club. And he's like, Hey, we, we've got a December trip to go to Egypt and Kenya, I'd love to take y'all. And I'm like, I'm, I couldn't say no fat. I was like, I want to be home. Annie, hey, we should do this. And it's, it's all the energy. It's there. And I'm like, she's like, what if we do that? And then we do Italy for a week after. And I'm like, well, that, that's pretty cool. But I'm like, I just Wait, That's don't, actually extra. That's more. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I, I don't stand my ground. We do the trip. And um, the first part, actually, we did Italy. And so we land. I'll never forget this. We get to our hotel room. Like, you know, it's 9 a.m. We're unpacking. And I sit on the bed. And she's getting ready. And I start weeping. <laughs> like, <laughs> bowels of Sheol weeping. Yeah. yeah. And she, I'll never, she sticks her head on. And she's like, oh, my God, what's wrong? And I was like, I don't want to be here. And it was her first brush with, like, oh, what Should have I have done? Yeah. What have I done? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it ended up being, of course, an amazing trip. Because she said, <laughs> she's like, Oh God. Like she was terror. I'll never forget that looking around. She's like, I've broken him. She's like, tell me what you need. I was like, okay, I, I need this to be fun and easy. And cause she's like, we're going to get up 6am everyone. We're hitting the, and I was like, I can't do that. And she's like, we will not do that. <laughs> it was like, and she, and I was like, when I want to stop and get coffee, I want to stop. And she's like, we will stop and get coffee. And it was like, so the whole trip ended up being this beautiful thing. Wow. But that was the moment for us where she was like, oh, oh what have I done? I and, I, and I was like, oh, I didn't stand my ground. You know, it's like, I Which have- that's not, it's not, you got to stand your ground. Yeah. And that, and me too. That's my lesson too. I'm like, oh, I'm ju- I, I'm like, I'm in my forties and I'm like, I'm still learning to like sink from my head into this knowing place in my heart and my gut of like, no, I can't say yes to that. And it's, if you need to great. Yeah. Also, if you say yes to this, this is what it's going to mean for me. And, and a lot of times it's still a yes, but it, there's a bearing witness yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's a, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. You're going to do what you're going to do. We can give each other space for that. Um, well, you know, it's yeah. hard too. Is it? It's one. It's it's what you guys are so gifted at. Is like there is so much fun. It's adventure. It is memories. Like so, I struggle still. We were playing a trip last night, and there's always a part of me that's like, oh gosh, okay, what's this? Okay, that's gonna work, and it's gonna be great. But like you know, Annie's. This is where she is glowing with joy, and learning like. You know, I have to do so much like, okay, is this just me dreading the work this is going to take and how much it's going to cost? Or is this really something I don't want to do? Yeah. And that's a, that's what I've had to learn. Yeah. It's fi- it's deciphering like, that yeah, and yeah. then being like, oh, this is just, this is my stuff. I or And the guilt through. trip I'm putting on me of like, oh, you're going to squash your wife's dreams. Like she, you know, like I'm just, you know, putting the hose on her fire, which is like, we're going to do, and you know, and I've had to learn for myself, like Dave, you just... A lot of this, you got to be selfless. And then every now and then you do have a viable reason to go, yeah. okay, babe, like 
this is what it already looks like, and we got this going on. I don't know if this is good. Maybe. You know? Well, we had this thing like so. I, I I do take a fair number of like fun trips, like mm-hmm. you know whether it's golf or going skiing with my brother or duck hunting with my dad and brother. And there was a season maybe, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, especially when Emmylou was little, Heavy Huck was just born, and and Ellie was like, well, I want to do this stuff. I want to go do some stuff. And I was like, please, yeah, go yeah, do some yeah, stuff. Yeah, Because there's like the mom guilt thing mm-hmm. that I think is like just a bunch of lies that yeah, moms yeah. tell yep. themselves yep. and a bunch of husbands that don't want to like lean in and yep. parent yep. alone. Yep. Um, talking to you, some of you dads out there, send your wife to the beach and you're not invited. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And uh, so she started doing these national park trips, <laughs> national park trips with her friends and annual beach trip. And it's been, I think it's been really uh, giving, trying, trying to, she doesn't need my permission, but needed my encouragement because of, of what culture has told her about yeah. how yeah, she yeah. can't do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Has really freed her up to, to like dream her own dreams. And so yeah. she got it like, gotten really into gardening and, Creating some, um, Al Andrews, our counselor, would say this: this the differentiation is really healthy. Yes, that yes. we don't have to be yes. a part of everything each that's other does. Exactly right. Yeah. you know, and th- that's that codependent stuff too. Totally, like it's really mm-hmm. tricky. It's really mm-hmm. tricky, and so I, I'm so proud of Ellie for paving her own way, yeah. both professionally and for her for per- personally. Yeah, that I think has given us both. More to like root for each other, more to hear about from each other. We're not just totally all yeah. intertwined. Yeah. You know, and there's plenty that is, but it, it's been, that's another sort of thing that's been different over the last. Yeah. That, that's, well, and you bring more in. That's right. You, that's totally that's right. That's so true. Yeah. You bring, have your own things. Yes. You come back full. Yeah. Well, more it, energy. It is true. And I remember when we had that conversation with Al, you know, I was like, we were coming we kind of realized like, I think I need to like get Emmylou home and quit the band. And at that point we had built this thing together for seven years Mm -hmm. and it was going great. Yeah. It was like the wrong time. Um, like technically, you know, like to walk away on paper to walk away. We just put out our most successful album, most successful tour, Europe tour on the, it was like, Oh, this is great. It's going great. But, um, it was, he, he just, we were like, we're thinking that Ellie's going to leave the band and just start being a songwriter, being at home with Emmylou more. And he just started crying and we were Mm. like, Oh yeah, this is a bad idea. Okay. Um, he's like, no, this is differentiation. This is individuation. And you were saying, Ellie, you keep wanting to write songs about your faith. That's in you. Mm. Let that out. Mm. Be who God made you to be. And me saying, you know, so there but is like own, a... But her own yeah, yeah. record. Not, yeah. this is mm-hmm. different than what we do. You need to go... We don't have and, to... You know. We don't have to... We ha- don't have to and shouldn't be the same person. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, God yeah. made us each differently. And so... um, I think that has been a really beautiful thing. People ask us sometimes... Do you ever feel competitive with one another? And we're really in pretty much different spaces. So, yeah. But mainly, what our is jealousies been... are, are more, you know, sort of built around how we do things. Hmm. You know. Yeah, that's well said. That's You're well like, said. Oh, I wish I could. Not uh, whatever the what way you've you... done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's and beautiful. and I think in general, overshadowing any jealousy or or hard parts, like the rub of that, when it does rub overshadowing that would be like an overwhelming sense of a empathy to know like how hard this work is 
empathy to know how hard the work is of staying at home because we yeah. both mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, um, for sure. And then uh, like a deep admiration and and respect of who God made each one of us to be and the gifts he's given us to you. So it's been such a, a beautiful thing. And I'll say this is different about Drew to answer, to like swing all the way back around. Um, I would say that there is a tenderness in Drew uh, mm. that I did not know was there. That it wasn't really, there back then, to be honest. Yeah, it wow. really, yeah. like, it, I think it was, but just like deep under the ground, like, you know, wintering yeah. for all the years <laughs> of your life until Lou <laughs> was born. And then it mm, literally, yeah, something unlocks. shifted in your mm. in your heart and your spirit. Um, that's not just associated with your love of our kids and our children. Um, it's like, I I don't know. I think of like Narnia thawing. Mm. Um, not that you were like this cold, awful person, but it has, it has, um, that tenderness in you has, I mean, at, at one point Drew was in counseling. He was like, I need to go, you know, like works wrestle some things down which and i'm like not scared of anything hard definitely did that and all of a sudden i was like i need to go see your counselor because you're a different person wow and Mm -hmm. because you part of it was just the language i I learned a new language of instead of you know you did this no no no. i'm like hey i'm feeling pretty lonely right now because of what you just said yep and um i'm really angry about Mm -hmm. you know just like Using words that to describe the emotions that I was feeling instead of accusing, yeah, that's and great. defending. So it was a, it was a matter of like putting away the weapons yeah. and just using words to yeah, express. Yeah, that's great. You know, hey, when you canceled this thing that I told you was important to me, it made me feel really small, and um, I feel very lonely in that. Yeah, uh, that's and, I'm lonely and I'm angry. So you and you I was like, you don't fight have... about that. Yeah, you know, that's you, right. You have to just go. Oh well. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, tell, I, tell me more. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. at first, I was like, you don't have feelings. <laughs> You're <laughs> fine. You're so strong. You know. And- well, it's that's a huge, I mean, it's a huge thing for both of you. It's exactly what we're talking about with marriage is that you that change is seismic. For both of you. Because you're like, this is not a language even I as Ellie know how to speak because I've never had to. Because I've known how to deal with you in this one context. So all of a sudden, it's like there's just new things for everybody. Yeah, and I think a willingness, you know, eights and and still, Drew, like they can carry the freaking world on their shoulders. It is like an unbelievable thing to watch how the capacity of you um and it has been really beautiful i think one thing that is different about drew is his willingness to embrace places of weakness or where you're like i need some help or this isn't mine to carry And and an openness to to yeah not having to to fix or carry Mm -hmm. everything um and and that has been really beautiful to watch and then to pick up things that maybe would be smaller i mean just mm-hmm. in the parenting i think realm it has been so beautiful um you know you are very much yourself and and we have a little boy our our middle son is this like <laughs> deeply introverted like mm-hmm. tender hearted mm-hmm. he um yeah and so watching drew um, 
son, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And, and seeing the way even that he parents, you know, this like tender little heart is like, oh, he needs something different mm. than I mm. need. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's been a really beautiful thing to to watch that kind of, uh, when I say melt like Narnia, just seep into every area of your Well, well and watch life. this, the green that's underneath it. True. There we go. Exactly. Uh, well, flourishing. listen, I know, I know y'all have got to go. So I just want to say thank y'all so much for your time. What a Absolutely. great, 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 great hang. And it's so fun because as long as I've known y'all, there's so many things I didn't know about these things. So it's fun because it's like gathering some more intel on all stories. things. True enough. So before we go, is there anything coming up people should know about? Like shows, albums, um, things? Yeah, we, we're doing a, we do a duo tour it's our one right. one thing we do together every year that's in february yep 14th through the 29th and then um, we've got a tour with the band all april May. we've got lots of new music on the horizon it's like that's always true nowadays true nowadays yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i got a record and a book coming out this spring Ooh. what are t- what are those Dang, what are those um the 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 book is fighting words it's like an extended version of this little uh devotional that i wrote that's like 100 days of speaking light into the darkness and so we added 10 more days to that 100 days it's 110 days of speaking Look at you. Light Look at you. darkness and really good at math and um <laughs> but what i wanted to do is make a record that could could be a companion to that and mm. so it's called all of my days and it's a bunch of psalms pretty much straight psalms like wow. written into music song. yeah oh, that's awesome kind of help bury some light in people's hearts. So mm. that's the, I hope it'll be green pasture speaking of green. Look at you. Bringing it back around. Well, thank y'all. Yeah, thank you. 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 Thank you.